Golight presents Murder Most Irish. There was a storm, um, but it was like silent thunderstorms. Because they were like lightning and thunder and everything. Apparently there was like a, where, where was it? Donegal? I don't know. I saw something today about some fucking freak th- lightning Kilkenny. storm. Kilkenny. is that where Kilkenny it was? had a freak flood. And then there was like a lightning storm as well. That might be Donegal. And it caught, no, it was in the same place and it caught in, a house caught on fire. <gasps> there was a picture of like a house. I've times. seen, um, you know, those big... Wind turbines getting struck by lightning. They go on fire. That's crazy. Um, and lightning be crazy. Lightning be. I used to be crazy. terrified of lightning when I was a kid, like more than I should have been. Stay away from the windows. That's what we used to get told. Wait, she's. I told you the other day. They're right. They're right. That a woman got electrocuted. My mother her, is absolutely right. fucking kitchen sink. But she'd be like, stay away from the, the windows. The house getting hit by lightning. I'd be terrified. Shit my pants. I got burned today. Burned by the sun or burned by an item. Burned by lightning. <laughs> Show me what you get burned by. Uh, oh, fucking! I tell you what. What is that? Uh, Lenny's stupid fucking mermaid thing for her hair. Oh, the crimper. Yeah. Murdered. You wouldn't be giving that to a child, Tios. I was just thinking, if that's like fucking damage it can do, is it really sore? Yeah, and it's in a really tender spot. No, it is, and it, especially when you keep removing yeah. your arm like that like, to keep Graham a hand up for, for Father's I don't Day. Use my left hand for happy a day to Happy Father's Day to every man getting a subpar wank from his wife or girlfriend. I'm right actually now. great at giving a wank. No, How dare you? You. I, I, uh, the funniest thing about me thinking about you giving a wank is your hand. other hand going like you this. You're the you right? That makes me. Great. Nah. Anna. You don't have the energy to do that. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you 20, would not care. 27.5 seconds of full. <laughs> and then it's like, I don't And then I'm like, have you not come yet? Yes, don't. I don't have time. Is this not it? <laughs> Is this not enough for you? So happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And the mothers who raise their children because fathers are shite. Father's Day? Huh? Second Mother's Day. It's your job. Happy Mother's Day to every mother that had to put up on a man who sat in and read a newspaper while she raised her children. Graham said to me today, do you know what? Happy Father's Day. Happy Daddy's Day. Um, happy Daddy's Day to Graham because he's a good daddy. Oh no, um, it's not starting Ah! Is this cat for real? <laughs> he hasn't fucking made a peep. No, and now he starts. He's, it's like he knows. He wants to be a star. Shut the fuck up. There's only two stars in this room. Imagine he was like, I was born to be a star, mother. <laughs> what were you going to say about Yeah, Graham? fuck off, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying about Graham's dad or something? Um, no, just Graham was saying, we drove past him young today. And Graham was like, look at all the men outside on Father's Day. Because like, obviously men go to pub on Father's yeah, Day. That's what they, they do. They, that's and normal. I just thought to myself, God. But that's normal I'm behavior. so lucky. Um, if Graham said to you, he's like, oh, I think I'll go uh, on Father's Day. I think I might go down to the pub and have a pint. What would I'd just be like, who are who you? Who are you? What have who you done with you? the real Graham? Yeah. No, Graham's, that's not Graham's scene. When um, I first started going out with Graham, he used to go to pub and go watch match and stuff really? with friends. Yeah, and then I... Uh, and then you in, married him and he has no more friends. He's in a co- <laughs> coercive relationship. Co- codependent relationship. He's in a fucking fully abusive... Did he have a nice uh, Father's Day? Yes, he got a lovely present. Uh, he got a nice card. He got dinner in Kashing. He got dessert in Murphy's... Ice cream. And then we drove home and now I'm here. Lovely. And he got like 
we did, he loves getting like skincare facials. Oh, okay. So he got like a facial off me and Lily and Lily put Jack on stop. like spa music. Get and he just lay in the bed for a little while. I'm and then he did it. all the normal stuff that he does on a normal day. Like pick up dog shit and fucking Everything. make his breakfast. Like, <laughs> well, Sarah sits on the couch going, Graham. Excuse me. Graham. I Graham. Tell me I'm wrong. Clean that today. Yeah, tell no. me I'm wrong daily. <laughs> no, not daily. Once a week. I'm usually not Graham. Graham. On the house long enough to be like, hey Graham. What did you get him? Cons. Oh, wanted, that's what he wanted. You were telling cons. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of cons? Just are they? black ones. Just plain just black plain ones. Black? Wanted. I don't think I've ever seen. I've ever seen Graham wear cons. Oh, I have. It sometimes he wears mine. Or am I? Th- what are the other ones? Vans. He wears vans all That's the time. what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. But I'm glad he had a good Father's Day and I hope everybody else had a good Father's Day. Mm. I got drunk over I got new pair of cons too. Whatever men do. <gasps> Pretty! Pretty shoes! Jack, you need to go to sleep now. You're making yeah. too much noise. Colin's going to yell at me. Get out. Lie down. I cannot handle the fucking... What? It's just too heavy. It's really like dense heat at the moment. We're not dealing well in Ireland at all. And it's like, oh, it's raining. And it's still boiling. Yeah, it's not raining. Anyway. It's not getting cold. Like, it's not cold rain. No. It's just more rainfall from the sky. And do you know what I hate about the summer? What? Everyone in their fucking mother is out having a great time. Why? Well, you, you have a great time. I know, yeah, but everyone around me. I just like, last night my neighbours came out of her house at one o'clock in the morning. And we're standing in our front, front garden as if it was ten o'clock one in the o'clock day. One o'clock in the morning? I was like, I just, Graham, Graham was laughing at me because I was like. Go to bed. The window was open and I was like, I need for real! <laughs> Did they fuck off? Yeah. Get her for real. Were they drinking? Uh, she must have been drinking in her house. Yeah, everybody's out. I was going across the shop. Do you know what? What? She gives me no bother. I'm just being an arsehole. I'm just very tired. I know, I'm I not it. sleeping well with the weather it's either. A, yeah, yeah, I was going across the road the other day to go to the shop. Ten builders all took their tops off. I was like, let's come on. Oh, yeah, no, every... You're wearing a t-shirt. Let's calm down. Yeah. You're not wearing 16 layers. Yeah. Like, about ten of them walking across the road. I was like, it's two o'clock in the day. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see this. Junkies... And junkies, junkies and builders be taking their top they off. They just love it. They do. At like 17 degrees, that's yeah. it. Bing! Like, top if, off. If the sun slightly comes out from behind the clouds. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Top off. It's top them, off weather. Ten of them My brother off. is one of those people. My Please brother, come home from work, just be in the garden with no top on and the ugliest pair of shorts you've ever seen in your life. And wait, like, does he wear sun cream? No. But my brother, Richie, mm. people are probably, like, he doesn't listen to this. People probably think this is on Julie Mayne, but like it's the truth. He looks at least 20 years older than me. I haven't seen Richie in ages. He looks so much older than me. Yeah, and yeah. because like he doesn't the ever look. He smokes, he drinks, um, he has used recreational drugs. He is out in the sun yeah. and he's ginger. Like he's, he's ginger. Yeah, Richie's ginger. Fuck off, really? Yeah, he's got like I did not know that full ginger beard when he grows a beard. And Is there any, was there anybody in your family that was ginger? Yeah, my grandma Morris. It was oh. like strawberry. My grandma was strawberry. But you see, strawberry. you're light. You're not dark at all. You you're like um, you you don't you like your hair is not no. dark dark. It's a, it's quite light. Yeah, like. and if I was to grow my hair completely out, it'd be like a ready ready kind of color. A ready brown. It's That's like mad, a mahogany brown. And what's Michaela then? She's brown. She's got a She's light just brown. kind of flat brown. Yeah. Not Is that dark her natural brown. colour? Yeah. No, the one that you see... Yeah, she's That's close, natural colour, close right? enough to that brown. The blonde in it is just highlights. It's highlights, but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of brown. She'd be the darker one out of the whole lot of us, if I suppose. Yeah. And then my mum is like... My mum's like a ready blonde. Really? Yeah, my mum originally is like a ready blonde. 
these so, things. like, Lily, Lily doesn't have any of my genes when it comes to her hair. It's no, all Lily's Graham. It's all Lady. She looks like Graham as well. She's getting more and more and more like Graham the more she's Yeah, the more and more like Graham. Today I went upstairs and I was, she was very quiet. I was like, what are you doing? She okay? I'm reading a book. A <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd like your father. Like, <laughs> go outside and write in a wall. Right. Go outside and fight a teenager, please. Yeah. Go outside and start an argument with somebody. <laughs> I was like, what's the book about? She's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I was like, right, whatever. She's shutting you down already. I was like, right, whatever. She's too little to be a teenager already. Oh, no, she's getting God, there. God, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, she's getting to like, not a teenager, changing. but like, you know, preteen. And they want to have their like own space. Mm-hmm. And whereas years ago, she would have been like, I want to go whatever you're going. Yeah, but she's now still it's got like, this weird balance. She's still a mix. Yeah, you'll see her go upstairs sometimes yeah. and she'll just be in a room and I'm like, oh, that's mad. Yeah. But it'll come now or she'll always be in a room. Yeah. Like and us. Like, like, we were like that, you know? You don't want to know me. Or you'd be like, oh, Lily's in a room. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But when you're there, she's very rarely. She's like, I want to hang out with Emma. I'd be like, go into your room. <laughs> go into your room now. Go in and read that stupid fucking book. <laughs> What's that book you're reading now you're on? No, Emma doesn't want to hear about the book. I do. I you love know. Lily Pops. I absolutely adore Lily Pops. She's such a good kid. <laughs> She really is such a good kid. I like know. you've got lucky. She's a little, you know what I mean. You could have could have went a whole other way. Yeah. You know what I mean with kids, but she's a good kid. Like, mm-hmm. did she have a nice day today? So she had a lovely day. Although when Graham was getting facial, she was like, "It's my turn," and she proper gave him a dig in the rib. Jesus, <laughs> fucking hell! She's pushed him off the bed, mm, and then that. he was like, "Cause they're like they're sometimes the same they're, person. <laughs> sometimes they're not father and daughter. Sometimes they're brother and daughter." And he just he was like. Oh, wait your turn. And I was like, Jesus. this isn't a fucking treatment. Like, <laughs> we're already messing up. It. Ollie's get off me. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, they had a lovely day. Good. Yeah. I didn't look when I wrote a story. Did you write a story? I sat here. Did you get pizza? Moaned Colin, we did. Moaned Colin and uh, Colin cleaned. And that was it. That's all I did all day. And mm. I can't believe it's Sunday. Work yeah, we've only got two weeks left. Two weeks, baby, and then um, jobless. And then your workers come. Your workers comes coming. <laughs> it's on the way. Have you any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Can we just say yeah. before we get into the story? Yeah. The world is a crazy place. Why? What's wrong? Uh, tree held as police foil Australia Pride Parade attack. Oh yeah, no, I'm not surprised. Just to anybody that's going to Pride at the end of the month. Be really safe. Please look after yourselves. I know that's an easy thing to say, but if you can stay in groups, please do. Um, Just try and avoid, if you see anybody shouting, screaming at you, don't engage because they are looking for you to engage. That's what they're hoping for. The Guardian are going to do fuck all because that's what they always do. So just please be safe. Be careful. Um. Like Colin and everyone's going and I'm very worried about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, you can't tell people not to, you know, to give up their... No, and their, like, I think if people did that, well, then they've won, right? They've won, like, exactly. I think it's that I just, thing of like, people being like, oh, there's like, so, that's stupid. Fuck, I'm going to use the word. Go. Gee bag. Who? D something is her name. You know that stupid L one? Uh, my name is D Wall. D Wall is what she goes by. And what I think she her do? name is Dolores. She's a fucking... Sorry, she's a lunatic. Really? She is an absolute lunatic. Oh, is she all like, get all the foreigners out, yeah, all the gays are pedophiles? Yeah, and now it's like, all the gays are pedophiles. And just picture her at the 2015 Pride with, you know that um, not-for-profit politician that 
is and are they is she like a pride a pride yes hasn't gendered their baby I don't know his name. Anyway, she's with him. She was a member of like People Before Profit. Well, let me tell you, that's how quickly indoctrination can happen. Yeah. These days. And she was like, uh, I'm really proud of her. Uh, she only uh, recognises the L. The L and the G? Yeah. That's generally what they were right? recognise. And yeah. uh, she was like, I really, I was standing with all those people at the first ever Pride in Ireland. It was the first ever Ma'am, Pride in Ireland. the first Pride in Ireland was like 1982. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking, talking about? about? 2015 um, but you just see it's like it's on the rise Emma and I need to let it's on the I rise need, I need to let anybody know that's in the LGBTQIA plus community if you are LG or B and you hate trans people or you don't believe in trans people and you think that these people who hate trans people are supporting you no they're not they hate no, you too they hate you too they hate you too it's just easier for them to hate trans people now because it seems to be on the on the uprise but please just be careful look after yourselves um Sorry, can I just say, if you are uh, whatever and you hate trans people, fuck off. Fuck off. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart and like, I don't care who that offends. Like, fuck, fuck off. off the damage that is being done currently. Like, the hatred, the vitriol. Do you know what? It's not even like... I I was... So, in the, during the civil rights movement, when clearly racist yeah like it's not hidden anymore no do you know what I mean like the media no. used to hide no. their hatred for no. a group it is and literally at the open be like there's a they impact our demographics they like they're that group are a problem for like you know whatever they, they cause like there's large groups of them being incarcerated because yeah. they're all criminals like they're, they're, none of them have dads that are around. They're all single yeah. parents. Like, that's what racism was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it was like veiled. Yeah. It wasn't, we hate black people. We, yeah. But that's actually like, what they meant. They were given reasoning for their, but for now it's just like, we hate trans. We hate trans. People. N- like, the media yeah. has literally, it's so odd to me. Like, Ashley was telling me the library in Westmead was targeted. In Westmead. Like, what are you meant to do with that? that like it's just like oh yeah we don't like trans people like they're we just don't like trans people there's no and when I mean there's no reason I mean they're not trying to hide it there's no, no. they don't they don't feel like they have to they hide don't, it because they think they're they think they're like allowed to say but this it's because and, of me like honestly yeah. like media coverage and these same, like even the Bud Light is a really good example right because the Bud Light was like literally like that Bud Light marketing team gave thousands of those cans to influencers yeah, they literally were just on they, it. and people thought that they were like doing a fucking thing with her no they just gave her a can with but her face media on it yeah presented that where yeah. they were like the up like what do they call it the uh they 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 used a word that was literally like oh like that this is up for debate yeah that like marketing companies shouldn't be giving trans it's people not up for they were like oh the decision that bud light made to give a trans person hang on sorry what like you're just, you're just, the optics are yeah. that you think that the controversy, the, oh, controversy. the controversy, it's yeah, like, yeah. but there is no controversy. Is controversy. She's a human being. Like, what are you talking about? Why do you, like, why are you making this okay? And it's so fucked up because they will continue to do this because the clicks make the money. So the more clicks they get, the more traffic they get on the yeah, websites, yeah. the more, and these, I'm talking about networks that are liberal. This is RT. They will this still do like this BBC. because the clicks that they get will oh, give them the more thing, and more money, uh, generate more and more income. RT put up an article today about Trump after his fucking, like, because now he's been indicted again. And the same day he got indicted, he literally did a rally did to, a rally, like, raise yeah. money and was like, I did everything right. <laughs> and I they still indicted Nothing me. Nothing was wrong, yeah. And 
the headline originally put up was just like almost like a question mark of like what he was saying was true. Is he wrong? And it was like, yes, he's wrong. Sorry, excuse me. This is, like, how, this is how they do it. Correctly. This is how they do it. They play both sides, Sarah Jane. And, like, and the thing about it is, they're trying to be like, we're objective. You're not. That's not objective. You're not. He has broken the law. He's you, been indicted. When someone breaks the law and they are being indicted, your headline should read "Trump indicted on thirty-seven charges." That's what your headline should read. Not. <laughs> I mean. I feel like he's done nothing wrong before. I, think, I believe the headline was like, Trump gives rousing speech and questions indictment. And I was like, I just can't sorry? anymore. I can't. Like, I know. I don't I'm sorry. Know. I just derailed your no, intro. No, it's fine. I just, as I said, if you're because uh, Pride is the 24th, I believe, of June this year, just please be safe. Stay in groups. Um, if you're going by yourself, please try and find someone to be with. As I said, do not interact with these about 15 to 20 loud mouth cunts that are going to turn up because yeah. they are small but they are loud and I know every year we slag the hey gay come in here and buy gay things yeah. this year pay attention because the amount yeah. of corporate companies that are openly actually not that are quietly remo- yeah, removing, removing themselves, themselves from pride yeah. you'll see it um, have like, a quick look see Facebook pay there. attention I get that it's a capitalist move but these people are not your allies no. and they do they only want your money when you don't and if go in there and living your life how you you're want. scared if you see somewhere with a flag outside go in if you see somewhere with a little rainbow flag go pop in. in just pop in because you'll be safe like so just yeah. please know that we support you um and i don't really know how else to help uh just i don't really know how else to help like i'm just i'm worried i'm i am worried like i'm worried and i it scares me and i hate it yeah, what's happening at the moment? These people are going to show. Yeah, because these Cause, are uh, these are our loved ones. These are our friends. These are our family, and it's not it's not an out there idea. It's actually people we love potentially being upset, and I don't like it. So no. just try be safe. Um, if there's anything we can share coming up to the day, we'll do it. But otherwise, fucking have a great time, have fun, enjoy yourselves. Get locked. Uh, wear sunscreen. Oh yeah, it's gonna be hot fucking hot as I remember the last time we went the f- I couldn't put my I took my shoes off when we were walking down the keys and I put my foot on the ground oh, and yeah. it burned my foot it was so hot so just wear loads of sunscreen drink lots of water if you're going to be taking drugs or uh, drinking hydrate are we going out for pride I don't know if you want to we can yeah. are you around oh you are no, around no I'm around I keep thinking you're going at the, the end of June no. no I'm around oh also I have an announcement sorry forgot to mention this so we have decided um, that for the months of July and possibly August, but we don't know yet, maybe not August, we're going to do bi-weekly episodes instead of weekly episodes. Yeah, we're both away. So we're both away, Colin's away. It's I'm just, mad what work. Yeah, happening. like it's just, we're trying, I know we're skipping weeks every now and again, but we're, it's getting really difficult at the moment. So just for summer, just for summer, uh, it'll be bi-weekly and we'll let you know when an episode is coming up, but you're not going to get an episode each week just so we can... But we are, we are doing a Patreon every week. Oh, well, a Patreon is still going, obviously, because it's paid content and we can't take the piss, like, so, yeah. But um, <laughs> we can't take the piss. I mean, these people are paying for something. We have to give it to them. But, uh, yeah, we will make sure we let you know when the episodes are coming up, A, and B. Um, we're sorry if anybody is annoyed by that. It's just, we're... You're, I'm away at work for, like, three weeks. Yeah, then like, I'm on my holidays. Exactly. You're on your holidays. I'm away. You're getting your workers' comp. Yeah, workers' comp's coming through. <laughs> Colin's got... Stuff coming up as well. I know he's stuff coming up with the band. He's got stuff coming up with other work that he's doing for other podcasts. It's summer, so we're just trying to. We'll get as much. But the thing about it is, when we're rushing, it's hard to get this shit done. Like, like do you know what I mean? Oh, it's hard. It's you're like so difficult. And for I me don't want to get... put together something that's shit and not research properly without the correct information and the correct references. And I don't want to do that. And I know you don't want to do that either. So I don't care as much as you. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll be no, you're right, and it's it's not even the like it's it's just sitting down like. Sitting down to fly. I just sometimes I'm not sitting down till like eleven yeah, o'clock at and night. Yeah, and I can't like, focus then. My someone brain said to me at work today. I was talking. They were talking to me, and they were like, "How do you find time to do this?" Yeah, that's the thing. And I was like, "There's some weeks I don't." Yeah, you just like, can't. Like I you don't, don't. I'm getting up at like six in the morning to like see Lily. Yeah, and then like coming home back over here to like do an episode to then get up early in the morning to go and then I'm travelling for work a lot so yeah no honestly we're just back to back but it's only going to be for the summer it's just going to be for the summer um, and then the big when... thing is that like I'm on holidays as well so finding it gives us like a week in July to do four full episodes yeah. in one week and it's just not possible it's not possible Um, and I'm fucking away as well I'm in loads of shit going on so we will make sure we'll get content to do it'll be good content but it just won't be every week but it's just for Sabah and then we'll be back Honey When it gets cold and miserable And horrible in Ireland And neither of us are going anywhere We'll be back uh, Not just to break the mood Do you remember that guy That appeared on court During Covid As a cat Over Zoom Oh my god it's so funny <laughs> It was so funny I'm okay You're all, you can, uh, It appears you have a filter on Yeah We're trying to figure that Figure that out your honor. Obviously I'm not a cat That's what he says I also love that For science professor Who was the potato oh yeah I love that guy so many things when you think about the pandemic and all the things that went on it's the most bizarre shit in the entire yeah. universe like I was doing doctor doctor visits over like a phone call uh, when like, I got COVID I had to do my doctor visit over the yeah. phone and they were like so how are you feeling and I was <laughs> like eh, rubbish and they were like okay and what about your blood pressure I have no fucking I idea I have no idea what my blood, what my blood pressure is I my blood pressure is I'll tell you that blood pressure machine he has over there killer knock it off Killer! That's the point where I'm like, are you fucking yeah, serious? Like, you want to fucking give <laughs> and a rest? talking to me and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. This is, this is killing me. The- yeah. And then I'm like, is that a good thing? I don't know. Um, I, I've never had a problem with my blood pressure, so I don't know. But I'm like, is it getting that Whenever I go to doctors thing? because I'm fat, they're always like, oh, geez, your blood pressure's very good, isn't it? Like, you're not dying? Yeah, my blood pressure has never been abnormal. No, it's always been perfect. But I hate it. I hate that thing. You know, I hate that. The worst is that, have you ever had to have surgery? No, never in my life. Oh my God. Never once. When you have surgery, after surgery and you're in recovery for like the first like two, three days. You check your blood pressure. You got your blood pressure checked every hour on the hour. I would hate it. Depending on how well your recovery is going. So your first night, it's every hour on the hour regardless. Right. Honest to fuck. All you want to do is sneak. All you want to do is die. And they're like, uh, and then if you're, if they're checking your blood sugars, they prick your finger, finger. They do that and then they're like, while they're prick, pricking your finger, they yeah. this, no, they usually, they usually, it's the electronic, wheel, one? It's the electronic yeah, it's on it. it. They wheel that around. They put the fucking they're stupid thing. And you're like, it's <laughs> fucking the worst. And if you're in like recovery and you've got drips on, yeah. they do the fucking hand that you've got the vein, the drip in. So I, I can't get a drip in my <laughs> arm. They try to torture you. I have a, I can only get a drip here. See where I've got that vein? Yeah. I have no palpable veins. This is, so I have no visible veins in my arms. That you can get to. These that's... are all too narrow, and that's so. Not where do they go? Do so they here? go in here. Fucking kills me. Yes, Sometimes, so if I've been in hospital for a long time, they use my foot because I have no palpable veins at all. You should see when I have to take Your blood. Foot. Yes, it's, uh, for when I was pregnant yeah. on Lily and can I, I had the surgery water, on my back. They, I had a drip in my foot. Yeah, it was fucking torture. Jesus fucking Christ, no. Um, and then to get palpable veins. It's that my veins are really deep. So whenever I have to give blood, like they always have to get an anesthesiologist to get in there. And they never believe me. 
They're always like, no, 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 it'll be fine. And then they're putting your fucking And then bag. they're like stabbing the shit out of my arm. Oh. And then finally they're like, oh, okay, no, you're right. Have you ever got an infection from having that done? I've no, I just really get like bad really bad pains in my muscles because they're like, oh, I had one doctor, one nurse that down in the GP's office. Right. I Like they sent me for bloods when they were trying to figure out if I had like diabetes or a tire problem. And I had... When they said, like, I had to get it on a very specific date around, like, the time of my, like, menstrual cycle. And I was like, you need to get someone who, like, this is, like, all they fucking do. And, like, are a fucking whiz at, like, getting a vein. And obviously, like, I'm sure to every nurse that seems super insulting. And and the doctor was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not, like, making this up. Like, even when I was, when I had to have the anesthesiologist, the anesthesiologist had to come to do the drip for when I was given birth. Yeah. Because they were like, you like when I because I had diabetes for pregnancy I had to get my blood taken I think every week yeah I had to yeah. go to the diabetes so you clinic you go to the doctor every, like no you go to diabetes clinic in the hospital every week when you're pregnant and the anesthesiologist used to have to come down to what's the section that takes your blood uh, is it lobotomy and no lobotomy is when you get part of your brain removed uh, lip, uh, it is L Everybody's screaming. Everybody is And you, are either of us Googling it? No. no. Uh, anyway, screaming, in there, they just got so used to me that the anesthesiologist... Phlebotomy. Used to just, phlebotomy. Used to come down and be ready to get the blood. Anyway, long story short, no, I just got someone that stuck it in the muscle of my arm. Because they were like, no, I've got a vein. So if you've ever like, tried to feel a vein, have you ever tried to feel a vein? No. So like you could feel them like in here and they like... <laughs> it starts to get really sore so then they'd be feeling and feeling and feeling right in here and increasing around. Oh, your ditch! Yeah, that's where you get it. And, but it's like just below that and that's where they feel for it. And then obviously you're pumping and pumping. So anyway, if you've got really bad veins, if you've got no palpable veins, the best thing to do is to be really, really dehydrated <laughs> and okay. to keep your arms really, really warm. So I always wear rubber gloves oh, before I go to get my blood that's a good idea. taken and I don't drink anymore. And is that like a thing in your family? No. Just you? Just me. I don't like it's my dad like no definitely not with my mom because my mom blood transfusion and stuff um, that sounds awful yeah and, and whenever I go yeah it's uh, there was one time I went and I had just like you know when I was pregnant and I was I had diabetes when I was pregnant for like the first three months it was almost as if I was like just pretending to be difficult and I was like I was I'm not say, and the thing about it is all you're trying to do is make their life easier because yeah, you're like hey and then I got to a point where I was like right maybe I'm psyching these women out okay so I was like I'm not going to say anything and then there was just one woman one day where this woman just looked at me and I was just crying silently in the chair while she was trying to take my blood and she was like I was like I come here every week and you do this to me every week and every week you like I'm in you're pain. in pain you're hurting me I was like I get nervous before I come in because I know you're going to hurt me and I know that like I have to get done because I'm pregnant and I'm diabetic I was like but every week we do this for like two Song to three dance. hours back and forth where you like try and then you make me go out and I'm I had to fast before so when you're a diabetic and pregnant the morning you do your which is once a week the morning you do your diabetic uh, testing you can't eat for 12 hours before Okay. So one, you're pregnant, two, you're diabetic, and now three, they're going to stay. Oh, and then once nice. I got in there and once I got my bloods taken, I was allowed to eat. But because it would take so long to get my bloods taken, it would be like three to four hours before they'd be able to get any blood. I wouldn't get anything. And then the nurse, what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to get free breakfast. So they yeah, give you like toast yeah. and jam and it would just be too late. 
So then I'd just be starving. So starving as well. And then that creates yeah. the whole, like, I'm and then so they make mad. You dr- and they make you drink Luke said It's the worst thing in the world. It sounds like fucking So hell, they dude. take your blood um, on fasting levels. Then they make you eat. And then they make you drink, like, a pint of Luke said And then they take your blood again to see if your, like, body is reacting. Like, how is your... It's fucking awful. And, you know, I'm really lucky because I know in places like America, you don't get that kind of health care. No, but it's, we're not saying that. What we're saying is it's deeply frustrating oh, and obsessing. Like Every like time you, I go to get I would, I would be crying. I yeah. would definitely and be And I used like, to try oh, donate oh. blood and they, like, literally oh, like, no, we were just like, stop coming. We can't get it out of you. And they were like, and then the other thing is because my veins are so deep, they yeah. get it out, but they'd never get a point. That they were like, we can get a vein, crazy. but it's just not, like... Is there anything you can do for that? No. no. It's just, it's just, it's just the way you're built. You just like. have deep veins. That's mad. I wonder why I have deep veins. I've, I've only ever given blood twice, I think. But I don't remember. You're quite veiny, but I've seen your veins. I'm not that veiny. I have them there, I guess. But like, I don't think I have many here. Mm. I've a big one there. A big boy there. Yeah, the back of your hand's killer. Ooh. Have you never gotten blood where to take it out the back of your hand? Buddy there. I get it out of my hand all the time. And she got it straight away. She went, mm. Oh, well then no, your veins aren't. But it must be horrible. Like when your veins collapse and stuff oh, because yeah. of that. Anyway, this has been the vein talk hour. Anyway, so call it, call Imagine all if someone out. has like a vein fetish. Not, I was going to say a vein fetish. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Imagine <laughs> someone has a phobia of like veins. If you have a vein fetish, <laughs> uh, it's like ter- a therapist. Go to Sign yourself in. Sign yourself That's in somewhere. That's not normal. Because no. what are you doing to um, satisfy that one? Hey, Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian's Bell Bag, and some surprises along the way. But that's not all. Every single week, due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full-length story, whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favorite albums but wait there's even more how about mmi drive the fan favorite podcast show where emma and sarah jane drive around dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly ask me our segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two so what are you waiting for come on over to www.patreon.com for slash murder most Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month give my mommy six euro um so my story this week uh there was a lovely girl called Catherine on Instagram tell me about this case and another case as well a lot of fucking the north man Jesus Christ the north is going through us since about 1976 it's fucking crazy um so thank you very much Catherine for telling me about this case I actually had never heard of this so thank you very much um, just massive trigger warnings for mentions of rape, sexual assault on an elderly person. Um, and obviously graphic details on murder of an elderly person as well. And What's actually, wrong with you? Why do you keep I doing these know, stories? Know, it's fucking femicide in the North. And uh, the mentions of sexual assault and rape on a younger lady as well. And not that the age matters, but I do know some people get very upset about elderly people being harmed. So I'm just letting you know. Um, my sources are the Belfast Telegraph, um, Irish Times, 
uh, findagrave.com. I know that sounds morbid, but I just got her information off that. There is a website called attracted.martinharron.com where uh, this lady's family set up a website about her murder and the subsequent trial and whatnot. Um, so most of my information is from the Belfast Telegraph and there was a documentary that I will link uh, it was on Vimeo. Uh, it's called In Cold Blood about this lovely lady. And who I'm doing this week is Attracta Haran. Um, what a great name. Attracta is a lovely name. I think it's beautiful. It's very religious, isn't it? Attracta? Yes. Yeah. So on the morning of December 11, 2003, 65-year-old Attracta Haran lay sleeping as her husband Michael got ready to take their daughter to work. Attracta and Michael, who were married for 39 years, had a routine. Michael would take their daughter to work and Attracta, age 65, I, I said that twice, sorry, would then go to early morning mass in Lifford, County Donegal. How old was her daughter? Uh, they were all older, so like 30s, 20, oh, okay. 20s, early 30s. Um, Attracta was a devout woman and she would make a two-mile walk from Strabran in County Tyrone, where she lived, to St. Patrick's Church, Murlog, uh, where she decided to take part in a 30-day prayer plan. Mm. So they're very devout. So she used to go across the border into Donegal and go to Mass there. The church held a special meaning for Attracta and Michael as they were they were the second only couple to ever be married there. So there was a couple before them and then them. Oh, wow. New church, yeah. Um, Attracta was retired, having been a librarian for many years. So her days now consisted of taking a regular walk to and from the church. And she decided that she'd wanted to get fit and lose a little bit of weight. So the walking helped. She left her house that morning a little before 10 a.m. dressed in a red coat, her blonde hair in her signature bob. Attracta walked her normal route from her home in Curly Hill to Murlog and then decided to return on foot back home. So she walked to and from every day. However, this day will be different. Attracta was recognised by quite a few people on her walk. Her red coat made her stand out. At 10.45am, she crossed the bridge into Lifford from Strabane to make her the last leg of her walk home. Attracta did not arrive home for lunch, but this could be expected as often she would pay a visit to her brother in Strabane. However, when Michael returned home from work at 5 to 6 and Attracta was still not there, alarm bells started to ring. The first call he made was to Attracta's brother to check if she'd popped in for a visit and when he told Michael no, the next call was to the police. So she never made it back from Mass? Never came back, no. And she'd been gone from the house since 10 o'clock that morning. Uh, he didn't, she would never do that. Like she was And this is 2003? 2003. So, so she didn't have a mobile. mobile. So sometimes she would go visit her brother. So he thought, oh, maybe she's gone to see her brother or whatever. But he was like, no. So he knew something was wrong. Like okay. she, it was rare for her to do that. As Michael called his family, including their five children, to let them know their mother had not returned home and he believed she could be missing. So from that phone call, four days later, a call would be made to the police from a farmer called Edward McCauley. Edward told them that he'd seen a woman with a red coat and blonde hair in the passenger seat of a car that drove past him at high speed on the morning a tractor disappeared around 11am. He said he did not take note of the driver as he noticed the woman in the car had, quote, red streaks on her face, oh. which he believed to be blood. Oh. And she was moving her hands up and down her chest. So she was like panicking. Oh. Uh, Edward Macaulay, this gentleman, will be the last person to see Attracta Haran alive. So Attracta O'Driscoll was born on January 31st, 1938 in Lifford, County Donegal. She became a librarian and the head of the Straban Library. She married Michael in 1964 and they had five children, three daughters and two sons. Attracta adored them and she was so proud of them. Between the family, they had 22 degrees. 
with three of them being doctors. Wow. Camille, the eldest daughter, is a physician in Belfast who graduated from Cambridge, Oxford and Queen's University. Jesus. Their son Michal is a surgeon in France and their son Art Fergal is an architect. Brianen, I think that's how you pronounce her name, at the time of her mother's disappearance, was working in the laboratory in Altenglauven Hospital and their youngest, Eilish, had just completed her PhD. Oh my God. The smartest family in the world, I feel. That's crazy. Not one of them was a little fuck up. Because it's not just one. Yeah. They're like, this is our daughter, uh, Eilish. She's very smart. And this, this is, is our, my adopted daughter, Margot Tenenbaum. Mark, he's a little prick. He got arrested twice last year. Yeah. But we love him anyway. But yeah, they had five amazing kids. Attractor herself had an open university BA and Michael had two degrees in science, which he achieved later in life. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And he was a school teacher, a retired school teacher. Attracta is extremely proud of her children, Michael said. She put her heart, her soul and her whole life into them. To say she is supportive doesn't come close. She was prepared to do anything to make sure they had a happy life. She is a parent who believes that children should be allowed to achieve whatever they want to aim for. Attracta's family and friends described her as kind, gentle and incredibly friendly. She was well known in Straban as well as her home county of Donegal. Now, the thing to note here is something that happens in this is very country. I'll just say that. Like they said, she was so friendly and she got along with everybody. And it's real country thing, like especially where I'm from, that you would just take lifts from people oh, in your village. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if somebody would stop and I'd be like, I kind of know you. Do you want a lift? Yeah, go on. Like you just did that because there was no sense of fear in, fear in these small places. Like you weren't afraid. So because I know a lot of people might not understand why what happened happened, but that that's why like. So at the time of her disappearance, she and Michael had been considering buying a home abroad. We had a lot of options open to us, he said. We were thinking about buying a home abroad. She loved the heat and I loved the culture. What can I say but that Attracta and I complimented each other as people throughout our 39 years of marriage. 39 years. Attracta loved reading and art and she doted on her friends and family and she found solace in her faith. So we're going to go back to the case. Within 15 minutes of calling the police, they arrived to a distraught Michael. D.I. John Gilmore described Attractor's disappearance as a high-risk missing person and deployed a thermal imaging army helicopter to help in the search. Oh. The Guardian Donegal aided the police in Straban in searching the roads Attractor would have walked that day to try and find any tra- traces of her whereabouts, but unfortunately nothing was found. The police decided to speak to the media, media with immediacy to try and get Attractor's image and last known steps out to the public. The day after her disappearance, parents, various interviews were held with news outlets and newspapers and pictures of a tractor were published. This would eventually lead to Edward McCauley, whom I mentioned earlier, contacting the police. Oh, okay. So he saw her picture and was like, I think that was the woman in the car. So he then got in touch. He then got into touch, yeah. Michael took it upon himself to visit a petrol station he knew a tractor would have walked past on her way home from Mass. He knew the owner and asked him if he could see the CCTV from that day. A few hours later, the owner contacted Michael to let him know that he had video footage of a tractor. At 12.57 p.m., two hours after the last sighting of a tractor on December 11th, the fire brigade were called to three Concess Road Scion Mills. So this is happening as the search, as a tractor, no, not the search. This coincides with a tractor going missing. So she had gone to Mass. She was meant to be home. She didn't come home. And at 12.17 on that same day, the fire brigade got a call that there was a fire on right. this address, okay. right? A car belonging to a man named Trevor Hamilton had caught fire in his front garden. Now, 
Trevor's aunt, who was not on the property at the time, made the call to the fire brigade. Trevor himself was in the house, had access to his phone, but didn't call the fire brigade. So his aunt lived across the road and she saw the fire and rang the fire brigade and was like, hey, there's a fire in my nephew's, my, my sister's home. Can you please come? He was in the house. The fire was going on and he didn't call the fire brigade. Okay. As the brigade battled the fire, it became increasingly dangerous as the car was very close to an oil tank in the garden. Hamilton spoke to a fire officer and the police on scene, telling them he was not sure what had happened and that the car was not driven that day and had not left the garden and in fact had not been driven since August of that previous year. So this is what he told them. The following day, arson specialist... What a job. Oh, arson specialist. Stephen McKendry called to Trevor Hamilton's property where he lived with his parents to try and determine the cause of the fire. So he was like, this car has moved. This car has not moved, has not been driven since last and August. And it just went on fire. And it did not leave the garden today. And then, of course, because this is the north, the police were like... He's making bombs. Was this an incendiary device? Yeah, yeah. So McKendry searched the car for any trace of an incendiary device, as well as signs of a petrol bomb or any other explosives. <coughs> explosive, excuse me. He determined the car had been set on fire and a mechanical or electrical fault was highly unlikely. Okay. The car was a red... Hyundai Lantra. Oh. Hyundai? Yeah. Hyundai. On December 15th... Hyundai. Hyundai. A tractor was still missing. Christmas again. Because, oh. you know, these things have to happen at Christmas. The Guardian... They P- do when you're involved. The Guardian PSNI brought in divers to search lakes and rivers around the area, with one such line of inquiry being that a tractor had taken her own life. What? Michael and his family disputed this without equivocation. Quote... We know that she did not take her own life. She, she had so much religious. left to live for. Yeah, She was always so busy, so involved, utterly committed to her work and was always going out of her way to make sure that she could help people. So they were like, I mean, I do. Know, I guess they do have to follow every line of inquiry to be like, is this a potential thing that could have happened? So on the 17th of December, DC Billy Jones travelled to Trevor Hamilton's home to speak to him about what he alleged was arson on his car. So they were still investigating this. A statement was taken from Hamilton in which he stated that on the 11th of December, he woke up at 9am and then stayed at home most of the day, waiting on one of his friends to give him a lift to work. What does that mean? Like, what time are you meant to be in work At approximately 1pm, he heard the car horn of his car blowing. He then looked out his window and saw that his car was on fire and called the fire brigade, which was a lie. He didn't. He didn't. Stupid bastard. His aunt called the fire brigade. Although an arson specialist advised the police he could not find any indication of foul play, the police still had the car taken away from further investigation. And I said, it's the north. They have to make sure. You know, because they could have been like, is this a little prick? Did he accidentally make a fucking bomb now and blow it up or whatever? As Attractus' devastated family continued to wait for any word of their missing mother and wife, the police carried out further door-to-door inquiries. It was here they would speak to a neighbour of Hamilton's who told them that that car in the yard had in fact not been in the garden all day. The neighbour also told the police they should, quote, keep an eye on Hamilton and this would be for good reason. Oh. The police began looking into Hamilton's background and what they discovered was horrific. At the age of 17 in the year 2000, Hamilton was convicted of the brutal rape of 29-year-old woman Helen Harper. He spent less than three years in a juvenile offenders centre before being released in August 2003, four months before Attractor's disappearance. Oh, God. Helen Harper, so Helen Harper waived her anonymity. Um, she was 29 and she had two children. Had been waiting on a bus to take her from Scion Mills into Newtown Stewart on February 15, 2000, when a car pulled up beside her. The teenager driving the car offered her a lift and Helen accepted. 
the teenager, who was Trevor Hamilton, began an immediate violent assault on Helen. Immediately? Immediately. He started driving. He was like punching her in the face when he was driving and she was trying to get out of the car, but he'd locked the doors. Now, I, I read this, don't ever, the, the, there was like a detailed uh, incident report. Don't read it. He then drove her to a caravan on his parents' land and raped and attacked her repeatedly. Helen escaped and was able to identify Hamilton and have him convicted. So he he locked her in a caravan on his parents' property and basically was like, I'm going to kill you. He was like, I'm going to murder you. And then she begged him not to murder her. And he said, if you promise me over your children's lives, you won't tell anybody about me, I'll let you go. So she was like, I promise I won't. And then he let her go. He's 17. He's a fucking little bastard. Look, the poor woman. Jesus, like the, the details are horrific. Like I don't, anyway. During her interviews with the police about the horrendous assaults, she encouraged uh, the police to like lock him up. She said, quote, I made it clear to them from the start, if he ever got out, there will be a next time and that he will kill. She was like, he, well, he was like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, she was like, he wanted to kill me. She was like, he, he wanted to, but he couldn't, but he wanted it. Like. Helen, who suffered suicide attempts due to the trauma she experienced at the hands of a 17 year old, said she never, he never showed any remorse and that she believes his only regret, regret was that he didn't murder her. So when he was charged. How do you let, I know that people love their kids. How do you let him back into your house? Sarah, when I tell you I never could be a parent because when I tell you he would have been out on his arse. Gone. I would be like, you're not coming back here. Find your own way. You're a big boy now. Back in the house. Mammy's boy. Usual fucking shite. Um, okay, where was I? Blah, blah, blah. Helen was not advised by the police or her lawyers that Hamilton had been released and that, quote, I wasn't even told I had to see him on the street. What? She walked past him on the street. Nobody told her. She was still living in the same area. She was walking down the road and he walked past her. What the fuck? Like, women just don't matter, Sarah. Like, so the police immediately began investigating him. They also learned that at age 12, Hamilton had become known for flashing women in the local town. Yeah. So that's what you call, like, it getting worse. A clear path. Path to what he was going to do. Like. Were they getting him any help? Was Tommy getting him any help? Were they been like, maybe our 12-year-old son, sh- son shouldn't be flashing grown women on the street? Didn't you have a flasher in your village? No. Someone had, someone I know no, had a flasher us. in their village. Like, fuck. I got flashed once with Leslie. I remember you telling me that, yeah. It's so fucking weird. It was the oddest experience. Like, it's such a bizarre thing. And Leslie was like, I was like, put that away! Who, d-? like, literally. Right in the dick. Straight to the guards. So, yeah, as I said, they immediately began investigating him. So cell site analysis re- was requested on Hamilton's mobile phone. A call made to Hamilton's mother at 12pm showed that the call was not made from their home. So he wasn't in the house like he said he was, but from across the town. So he had left the property and had lied to the police. Trevor Hamilton was now a suspect and his house was finally searched on the 22nd of December. During this time, Attractor's family received a tip that she may have been seen in Dublin days after her disappearance. No. On Christmas Day, heartbroken Mihal Jr. travelled to Dublin to walk the city to see if he could find her, but it would be to no avail. Jesus, Emma. He walked around Dublin by himself, like trying to find his man. This little bastard, I swear to God. A full search on the Hamilton property took place on December 23rd. The house, garden and road beside the property were forensically examined. 
The technical team discovered scenes of various small bonfires, is what they call them, and in one of them were pieces of red material along with pieces of paper that seemed to be from a book. As the forensic team carried out their work, Hamilton was interviewed by the police. When they told them they had proof that the car did in fact leave his property on the morning of December 11th, Hamilton lied, told them that, oh, sorry, sorry, fin- Hamilton finally told them that he had lied, but he said he had done this as he did not have a driver's license or insurance and was afraid he would get in trouble with the police. So he was released the same day. They couldn't hold him. They had nothing, so they couldn't hold him. Two months later, in February 2004, a Haran was still missing. As her family continued their own searches, the police decided to do further forensic testing on Hamilton's burned-out car. Dogs were used to try and detect any remnants of bodily fluids in the car, and one reacted to a piece of carpet in the back in the back seat. So this is fascinating. I didn't know this. So obviously, the car burned out. The temperatures are so high that it strips the car of like DNA, fibers. Most of those things are gone. But he had a carpet in the back of the car and whatever was sprayed on that carpet when it was, when it was made, the fire didn't really penetrate it. So they were able to pull things off the carpet and the dog reacted to it. Oh. So he thought he had destroyed all the evidence. But he hadn't. But he hadn't. Now he did get rid of a lot of it with the fire, obviously. So you can't say he didn't, but the carpet was there. The carpet was sent to the lab for DNA testing. Now, this is the year 2003. Please be aware that DNA testing wasn't done overnight. It took months. Yeah, it took months. Initial analysis detected blood on the carpet, and it was then sent to a lab in Birmingham for more extensive testing. On the 4th of March, testing returned from the labs to the police. The piece of red fabric was so badly scorched that DNA could not be recovered. One of the pieces of paper found seemed to be a business card for a man named Peter Hunter. When the police spoke to him, he told them he knew a tractor and he had met her a few times when she when he had gone to Strabane Library. The forensics teams also found plasters, like plasters. Mm-hmm. And when they asked Michael if a tractor ever carried them, he told her that she regularly did and she would wear them on the heels of her feet so her shoes wouldn't cut her. Oh. So the police took those plasters that they'd found and they went to Michael's house and he showed them the plasters that she used. Jesus. It was the same brand and the same fucking box number like code number on oh. the plasters. Gosh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, same This is number. real detective work. Yeah. Um, remnants of rosary beads were also found and the Hamiltons being Protestant, it was highly unlikely that the rosary beads would be on their property. Like, is that a Catholic thing? Yep. The burn pages from a book that were found were actually from a Catholic prayer book. And once again, it will be very unlikely that a Protestant family would have this on their property. Perhaps the, perhaps the most important piece of evidence found was part of an ATM slip from Lockray AIB in Galway. When the police spoke to Michael, he told them that he and a tractor had travelled to Galway and a tractor had withdrawn €200 Euro from an AIB machine in Lockray in County wow. Galway. And that was the exact amount on the slip. Wow. So then they were like, it's her. We have, like, we have evidence that she, he was burning her stuff. Oh, Jesus. On the 25th of March, 2004, Trevor Hamilton was arrested. He was brought to Stabran Police Station where he gave an alibi for the morning attractor disappeared. He told them he had been at a friend's house and this is where he made the phone call to his mother. So when the speak, police went to speak to that friend, he told them that Trevor had paid him a visit, but it was in November of the previous year, not December. So he, like, how stupid is this guy? Like, I know he's got a very low IQ, whatever, but like, come on, common sense, bro. Your friend's not going to lie. When the police asked him straight out if he had murdered a tractor, he simply told them no. 
Trevor Hamilton was officially charged with the murder of a tractor Harren on March 27, 2004. She disappeared in December. Like, they still haven't found her body. Mm. The police now believe that a tractor's body was on the Hamilton's property or close to it. And on April 4th, another large-scale search was carried out. The Harrens learned of Hamilton's arrest, but also had to learn that he was a rapist who was a danger to everyone in their town, including a tractor. Upon searching a river to the back of Hamilton's property, a rancid smell was noted. A victim recovery dog directed the police to a bank of the river where there were large lumps of stone and concrete blocks arranged haphazardly, and they did not look to be part of the natural terrain. As the concrete blocks were removed, a large bag that would hold meal for cows was discovered. The lead scientist on the investigation was the one to open the bag and inside they found the body of a tractor heron. How do people do that for a job, I Emma? I fucking don't know, Sarah Jane. I would not open that bag. Like, I'd be like, I'm opening Like, imagine knowing, and knowing that you're going to, what you're going to find. Like, you're fully aware. So when they opened it, they saw the hair, like her little blonde bob, and they were like, it's her. Michael Heron remembered receiving a phone call at 5pm on the day that this was going on. And he said he knew immediately that they'd found a tractor's body before he even answered the phone. Michael asked if a priest could be sent to the mortuary in Belfast where Attracta's body was transported to. They agreed and Father Dan blessed Attracta. So on the 5th of April 2004, Professor Jack Crane carried out Attracta's autopsy. It was found that she had suffered at least three blows to the back to the head from a heavy object. Her skull was cracked into three pieces and some of the skull had been crushed inwards, meaning the blows were particularly violent. The trauma caused fractures to her skull and facial bones and the trauma to the brain caused rapid death and that's how she died. Because of the decomposition of Attractor's body, it was nearly impossible to determine if she had been sexually assaulted. But knowing Hamilton's history, most believe that she had been and he kidnapped her in order to rape her. Do you think that that man saw her dying in the car then when she was like yeah. panicking? Probably, she yeah. She had blood running down blood her running, face. Like he said, she had red marks on her face. Bastard. As police police searched the Hamilton property once again for the murder weapon, they found meal sacks which matched the brand Attractor's body had been wrapped in once again with the same like tracking code, you know, the way every item has a tracking code, as well as concrete blocks which were identical to the ones found covering Attractor's body. The DNA profile on the car mat was found to be a match of Attractor's. In March 2006, Trevor Hamilton's trial began. As Attractor's family sat... Did he plead not guilty? Of course he did. He pled not guilty up until... Remember the late first lady I told you he raped? He pled not guilty up until seconds before the trial began. Seconds before the trial began. So as Attractor's family sat in number one courtroom at Dungannon Crown Court, they had to listen to the horrendous details of Attractor's death and watch the man they knew had murdered her plead not guilty. His Honour, Mr Justice McLaughlin, proceeded over a jury of six men and six women. As the evidence was brought forward, it seemed clear that Hamilton had committed this heinous act. Yet once again, he showed no remorse and he was grinning and smiling in the dock. Like their family had to look at that. He was like, in the dock. He was smiling. Smiling and grinning, yeah. The first time that he was arrested and put in the juvenile centre when he was convicted, he was smiling as well and laughing. He doesn't care. Hamilton's team argued that his low intelligence level and a mental illness meant he was not aware of what he was doing. However, Dr. Ian Hanley, a consultant psychologist, disagreed. Like, this guy lied! So this is from the Queen versus Trevor Hamilton. This is the uh, court notes. He... Go for it. 
<clears throat> he administered Eisenach personality tests on the appellant. Nothing from these suggested that the appellant was a neurotic, emotionally unstable individual or prone in any way to psychiatric illness. In Dr. Hanley's opinion, the violent and escalating nature of the offences of which Hamilton had been convicted, the continuing denial of guilt and the utter lack of remorse or insight into his actions clearly ruled out the option of treatment. So Dr. Browns, who is a consultant psychologist, prepared a psychological and psychiatric profile in Hamilton based on audio tapes of group sessions in which Hamilton participated, reports and records of his contact with the probation service, with the Health and Social Services Trust, the Prison Psychology Service at the Young Offenders Centre, and a report from Dr. Brown, consultant psychiatrist. Dr. Browns did not examine or interview Hamilton. From the reports that he considered, Dr. Bounds concluded that Hamilton had repeatedly engaged in lying and manipulative behaviour in a self-serving manner. He has resisted attempts to encourage greater insight into his offending. His evidence, sorry, uh, his persistent denial of guilt and despite overwhelming evidence against him was consistent with a, quote, inherent lack of empathetic concern and a style of thinking that allowed him to disassociate himself from his actions and their consequences. Basically, he's a sociopath. Yeah. It would take the jury a total of four hours to find Hamilton guilty of the murder of a tractor heron, and his sentence would become a landmark in Northern Ireland. Justice McLaughlin believed that the motive behind the murder was Hamilton's compulsion towards rape. He said, quote, The advanced stage of decomposition of the body when found precluded evidence being found which might have established a sexual assault upon Mrs. Harron. I am sure, however, that her abduction was for a sexual purpose. As Mr. Terence Mooney QC for the prosecution put it, there was no other logical reason for it. No other explanation has ever been advanced even on a theoretical basis, and it is impossible to think of a credible one. This overwhelming inference is supported by the similarity of the pattern of your previous offending and by the fact that you have a proven, quote, enduring predilection to predatory, sexual and violent offending against women. And what's really fucked up is, I maybe I'm being dramatic, this guy could potentially be a serial killer if he wasn't caught. Yeah. His MO was, I drive my car, I find a woman by herself, I pick her up, ask her if she wants a lift, I rape her and then I beat her to death. That's serial. Mm. He did it twice, only the first time he didn't kill. Because it was escalating. It escalated from flashing to rape to rape and murder. Trevor Hamilton smiled as he became the first person in Northern Ireland to be handed down a whole life sentence for murder. So they so were like, you are getting never getting out. Right. Just as McLaughlin told Hamilton, quote, by whatever mechanism the fatal injuries were inflicted, there can be no dispute that very significant force was used and it was applied pitilessly with chilling cruelty and without regard for the suffering of a helpless woman unable to escape, fight back or otherwise defend herself. As the medical evidence shows, you do not suffer from any mental illness or abnormality of personality. Your experiences of the criminal justice system were extensive and you were, therefore, fully aware of what was right or wrong and had much advice, direction and counselling to assist you. I do not consider it appropriate, therefore, to regard your age as a mitigating factor. I shall therefore order you to be sentenced to life in prison and the release provisions shall not apply to you. This is necessary in opinion to satisfy the demand for retribution and deter others from committing such appalling acts. You will, in consequence, spend the rest of your life in prison. The Harrens took some solace that Hamilton would spend the rest of his life in prison, but would never take away from the devastation of losing a tractor. But they must 
sorry, they must justifiably feel let down by the Northern Ireland criminal justice system and its agencies. As Michal Haran said, my mother did not have to die for the public to be protected from Hamilton. Michael praised the police, the Gardaí, the church, his family, friends and the local community who stood by him. He said everyone in the family has struggled to cope with it themselves. But at the early stages for the first few weeks, we we clung very, very closely together leading up to Christmas and so on. After that, I had major support by of all of the nine brothers and sisters, plus attractive brothers and sisters. Beyond family, I relied extensively on the various clergy and ministers in Straban and the people of Straban, and particularly the wonderful friends in Straban Convent, especially Senior Elizabeth McMenamin, who sadly did not live to see the conclusion. A track to Harrow was laid to rest on the 12th of April 2004. More than 300 people attended the funeral, with people lining the streets to pay their respects. The Mass took place in Merlog Chapel in Lifford, where 65-year-old Attracta had also made her first communion, confirmation and marriage vows 40 years previously. Father Declan Boyland said, This heinous crime has shaken us to the core, and we struggle to comprehend the evil that will perpetuate such savagery and violence on such a loving, trusting and gentle soul that was Attracta. In early 2008, Trevor Hamilton appealed his sentence. The Supreme Court quashed his life sentence and instead opposed a sentence with a tariff of 35 years. Stop. Yeah. On the basis of what? On the basis of basically they said that there wasn't a precedent set in place for rapists and for sex offenders that would warrant that sort of life sentence. And I was like, but he murdered her and it was escalating. Like it went from, as I said, flashing at the age of 12 to rape and assault of a woman and then rape and murder. But the Supreme Court quashed it and we're like, no, we'll give him 35 years. No sentence, Michael Harron said, could make up for the hurt that we have had to suffer. Yeah. Uh, and my Attracta's family set up a thing called Justice for Attracta, mm-hmm. which is basically they're trying to make it that if you commit like offences such as rape and sexual assault, that there's a standard sentence that's imposed and you you do that standard sentence. It's not like, because there tends to be a thing where you're do, only doing 50% of it and they let you out. Yeah. Because it's not, especially with rape, it's not seen as like murder. So they're like, you can kind of, they think you can be fixed, you can't be fixed. Um, So they're trying to, they're working to do that. And actually that lady that I mentioned, Helen Harper, who's first raped yeah. by him, she waived her anonymity in order to speak on this and try and help the Harrens and other women. Oh, wow. So she's incredible. But um, I couldn't imagine what, how, like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, and also the fact that it just seems to be, once again, I'm not being dramatic, women, what happens to women is just seen as something that's like, well, that happens. That happens. That's what happens. But he's still in prison. So it was 2004 he went in. Mm. 35 years. Yeah, before he dies. He's, he's so young. Like, he's so young, he was 20. Like, he'd be out when he's 55. Jesus. To probably do it again because he is a serial rapist. And like, you know, the judicial system apologised to the Herons because he wasn't getting, he wasn't being watched. They just let him out and they were like, away you go. It wasn't like he had to go and register. register or talk to people or get therapy or help or like he wasn't getting any of that, I believe. So they were like, listen, you know, we kind of, we dropped the ball and now your wife is dead, murdered and raped. Mm. And another woman is murdered and, or another woman is raped. Like, it's just fucked up, dude. 
Anyway, that is the case of Attracta Haran and uh, her family are incredible. Like, they're so wonderful. They're so well-spoken. They're so intelligent. Not that that means anything, but just the fact that you could tell how hard she worked to get her kids with yeah. what they wanted and what She's they needed. She's a librarian. It's a yeah. smart lady. And then, obviously, he said that then when that she had raised them all, she was like, let's go live in Spain or mm. let's go do these other things. And he said that their second part of their life was just beginning. And that always so makes excited. me so sad you know like in, in this case obviously the, the part of their life that you've worked to enjoy was just about just to happen about to begin. and then she's taken away from them stripped from and him. taken away in like a violent and horrid manner and then you spend this time trying to like reconcile what's yeah. happened to your family and why this happened and why us and then like how amazing are they to be able to put that into like something positive to yeah. be out like if this happens again then we want justice for those women or men. Um, but yeah, like that, those stories of like my uncle Cormac died, like literally just before he was due to retire. And he used to talk about his retirement all the time. It's not fair, dude. And you're just like, oh. It's not, it's like, what? That's not fair. And I know that's such a, a petulant, childish thing to say, but it's not fair. Like. No, because even Graham was talking to me today about his retirement. And I just had this moment where I was like, oh, don't talk about it too much. Because, like, if it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a, an exciting thing to think about. But also it's quite like, oh, don't know, don't talk about it. Yeah, like, Graham was saying something about, like, what payout he'd get from his pension. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's going to be this amount when I do the maths. And he was like, oh, we could buy a house abroad. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well. Just, when it comes to that, I think it's just like, and I think it's so negative, but it's just in mental people. I know that they just I know. didn't. Get I don't there. Th- I don't think it's negative. I think it's realistic. Oh, it's, yeah, you don't want to, so, it's like it's say, don't put all your eggs in one basket because then. It's so pessimistic. I don't think it's pessimistic, but I'm pessimistic, cunt anyway. <laughs> Whereas my thinking is just think of the worst, and then anything that happens is better than that. It's good. Yeah, true. <laughs> That, I mean, you did a great story. That uh, story is awful. I never heard about that no, woman. No, I didn't actually either. And like, What until, a beautiful name. Until that lovely girl on Instagram messaged me uh, and she gave me another case as well. Like, the name escapes me. But um, yeah, and actually during the mass, uh, her daughter Celia gave a speech and she mentioned another girl that had disappeared from their town years previously and had never been found. Uh-huh. So they gave up they, uh, in the mass. They said the mass for her as well. I was like, how many people are fucking disappearing in this town? Like, it's not big. Like, it's not a big place. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But the uh, police, fair play to them. They fucking... They did their they job, They went they? in there. And, like, I know a lot of people when I was reading about it, they were like, what took them so long to find her? And I was like... There's no DNA. There's no DNA. I'm, I'm like, telling you something now, lads. If that was the guards, she would have never been found. You might have found her 25 there years there. No, never there would have been like, a we don't know. We don't know where she is. Like, there's like, no DNA in this car. All right, great. I right, close it up. Funny, isn't it? It just went on fire by itself. Yeah. Have a good day. Like, I think... Obviously, after they got information on him, they were like, we're checking his car again. Like, we're not letting this go. It just seemed too circumspect for it to be like, there's a guy in this town that was released four months ago who raped a woman and told her he was going to murder. And then four months later, another woman disappears. Mm. And there is something so heinous. Rape is heinous. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But there is something so heinous about the rape of an elderly person. There's just something that makes me so angry and so uncomfortable like why would you do this she's 65 years old leave her alone that's my mum that's my mum like that's my mum's age yeah but rapists don't care I know but the idea of my older mum 
walking home and someone offered do you know what I mean there's just a woman fucking walking home from Bally Farmer Club assaulted and raped about in the inner mid to late 60s like in Bally Farmer people like I'm battered yeah they're so defend. like if someone hit my mother Sarah yeah like me say (laughs) how cold she'd be but you know what I mean like stay down yeah but you know it's that kind of thing like my mother is six. she's quite frail like she's not you know, it's yeah. it's that kind of thing. It's that dominance of power where it's like, well, you're you're old, and I'm going to do whatever I want, little bastard, rot, fucking rot, you little cunt. I swear to God. But anyway, that was my story. I'm sorry for terribleness. Um, and that's it. That's all yeah, I've got to say. I have nothing to add other than everybody. I hope you have a lovely week. And look after yourselves at Pride. Look after yourselves at Pride. Get safe. out there and celebrate. Have a great time, I'm Me and Emma are going to go to Pride and we are going to get Defontaine's pizza again. Oh yeah, I love this idea. We're going to get Defontaine's and yell happy Pride to people. That was a terrible high five. Better. Yell happy Pride to people. Uh, yeah. Happy Pride! Happy Pride, be good. Have, hey, have, gay! Have a Pride chance. Are you gay? <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody have a lovely week and um, we'll be back next week. Yes, we will be back next week. Have a lovely week. Bye, 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 When Mercury is in retrograde And therapy has lost its power She leaves the cat with Colin And she flies to Edinburgh Emma has a Brazilian boyfriend called Flavio A boyfriend called Flavio Teaching them all the lingo And don't forget about coquinho Mighty sausage of Sao Paulo Emma's mind's through liberation It's Flavio